Just want to say happy Sabbath to everyone again. I want to welcome everyone here at church, those joining online. And it's now time to turn our attention to the Word. I'm going to invite you just to bow your heads with me as we ask the Lord to speak to our hearts. Our Father in heaven, in this moment we, we gather with so, so much thankfulness and gratitude. Father, I hope you experience all of that through our singing or giving, or praying, or worship. It's all because you are the almighty God of heaven. And you deserve all praise, honor, and glory. And we, Father, we recognize how much we need you. So, Father, we ask in a very special way that as you assess the needs within the sanctuary and those online, that you would meet each person where they are. We thank you for Jesus, the salvation that he brings. We thank you for the forgiveness that we receive the Holy Spirit that continually blesses us. And we thank you that you have a plan. You have a plan, Father. To remove selfishness and sinfulness. And recreate your world, this planet, to your design. And to have us there with you. Words cannot truly express how much we are grateful. And so, Father, once again, I submit all that I am. Speak to my heart as you speak to the people. May we receive your word with gladness. But may we all be transformed by it. For your name's honor and glory. We pray these things. In the name of Jesus, our Savior, let the church of the living God say, Amen, amen and amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Today, we continue the journey. We are the branches. Are we branches? Yes, we are. And we are connected to the? We're connected to the vine. And the Lord is so good that based upon our connection, he's able to produce fruits through our lives. And these, this fruit that he'll produce through us, it's so powerful, it has the potential of changing other people's lives. Yeah. 
Are you with me? So do you want to be a fruit-bearing disciple? Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Today, we're going to look at long-suffering. What did I say? Last week, we, we took a look at gentleness. And today, we're going to look at long-suffering. I want to say, ask you to join me in Galatians 5, our key text. Galatians what? Five. Galatians 5. I'm going to be reading from verse, let me see here, verse, um, verse 19. Now the works of the flesh, the Bible says, are evident. You could call that, you could also say the fruit of the flesh are these. Because what Paul is doing is comparing the flesh with the spirit. Are you following? So Paul says the work of the flesh, the works of the flesh are evident, which are Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, uh, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, Envy, murders, drunkenness, revileries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Those are the fruits of the flesh. But then he goes on. And check this out. He said, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? When he, He's now contrasting what the Spirit can do in someone's life. How he can create a change to something different. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The theme today is this. The fruit of the Spirit produces the most powerful and the most beautiful effects in and through a person's life. Just think about that. The fruit of the Spirit can produce something that is so radically different than what the flesh produced. And in doing so, it has the effect of transforming not only the person, but other people. And this is what God has chosen to use to be his evangel evangelistic method. Are you hearing me? His evangelistic method 
is to change someone's life, and that life now resembles his. And by doing that, that person, when they're among other people, are now contagious. They begin, they begin a process where God is working through them. And when people see what has happened and experience, experience the fruit of the Spirit through their lives, they want to have more themselves. Right, Elder? And that is God's way of changing lives. And you know what? It worked very well, Sister Faith, in the book of Acts. Remember Peter? Peter was definitely not long-suffering. He was willing to, to chop off someone's ears. Remember? And Jesus had to step in and provided that miracle of healing for that individual. And Jesus said, listen, there's another way of doing this. Long-suffering is a very potent treasure that God wants to grow in each individual. It is something that we all, I would say, have a problem with. I have a problem with it. And you don't lie, you too. When someone rubs us wrong, when someone treats us poorly, our first reaction in, in most cases is to do what? Is to defend ourselves. Isn't that true? Our, one of our first reactions is to build up a certain uh, a demeanor that is filled with anger. And God is saying, God is saying, I have a way in which you and myself, I have a way in which all my people can deal with this. Long-suffering, what does it mean? What does it mean to be long-suffering? I want us to go back to Galatians 5, and let's look at the meaning. The Greek word for long-suffering is the word makrothymia. Macro, we are aware of macro, right? We have macroeconomics, and so on and so forth. Macro uh, it means long. Long. Thymia means tempered. You see, there's a different word in the Greek language for suffering or for suffer. But the word here is not, not, for, being, not for suffering. The word here is for tempered. I mean, sorry, um, yeah, temper. Or in some cases, wrath. Long-tempered. So much different from being short-tempered. Are you with me? That's what the word actually means, macrothymia. It means to be long-tempered, meaning when someone touches our button in some way or another, we don't blow a fuse. Are you with me? 
our fuse is able to stand and withstand all that we are treated with. Long-tempered. There are about 14 texts in the Bible in the New Testament that uses these words. And all I want to do uh, this afternoon is to just take them in blocks. Just take them in blocks to somehow dig deep and pull out some of the meaning of this word. Straight from the Bible. Long-suffering, long-tempered. It also means slow to anger. In the Old Testament, it describes the Lord as what? Slow to anger. He, he, his fuse doesn't get blowed real fast. He's able to sustain all that's coming to him. Amen? And he's able to deal with it in such a manner that not only benefits himself, but benefit the folks who are treating him poorly. Long-suffering is a powerful thing, and God wants to give it to us. You see, it's very easy to, to get angry. Very easy. In fact, there's so much going on in our world today. Our world is filled with anger. And God wants to use us to minister to this world of ours. I want to first say, when it comes to long-suffering, it is an attribute of God. We don't possess it. You can't grow long-suffering. I mean, you, you, you can visit a counselor, you can visit special folks who deal with emotional intelligence, and, and you can do all of that and, and, and go to therapy. All of this has some good, but we cannot develop long-suffering. Long-suffering comes from someone outside of us who gives it to us. Amen? So we can't say, oh man, I've, I've been going to therapy for how many years? And now I'm, 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 I'm slow to anger. It doesn't work like that. Long-suffering comes from a person who is divine. You see, it's called in Galatians 5, verse 22 and 23, it is called a fruit of what? The Spirit. So it comes from the Spirit of God. So if we don't invite the Holy Spirit in our lives, don't, act, don't try to, to act as someone who is long-suffering. You will fail. It comes from God. Uh, in fact, let's read some of these texts. I give them to you, Romans 2 verse 4. Let's turn to that one, Romans 2 verse 4. It comes from who? It comes from God. Second Colossians 6 verse 6 as well. But let's read Romans 2 verse 4. Or deepest, or despisest, I should say, thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering. His longsuffering. God's longsuffering. Romans 2 verse 4. In in, sec, in um, let's look at 2 Timothy 3, verse 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, 
manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering. Colossians 1 verse 10. Strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long-suffering with joy, with joyfulness. All these texts, and of course we read Galatians 5 verse, verse 22, mention that long-suffering is from the God of heaven. And you know what he wants to do? He wants to invade our lives. That's what God wants to do. God wants to come in and say, listen, the way you treat your family, you're very short-tempered. But if you give me the opportunity, I can come in and allow you to listen. I, I, I can work with your emotions and help you in that time of heat to display confidence, thoughtfulness, and a willingness to help. I can make it so that even if someone slap you on the right cheek, you will turn the left. Are you hearing me? That is supernatural. But God is saying, I can do that in your life. And the only way you're going to win your children, the only way you're going to win your husband, the only way you're going to win your wife, the only way you are going to impact people around you is if you act with long suffering. Sure, you've been hurt. For sure, someone even right now, is treating you poorly. Jesus is saying, have you seen me in the scriptures? Was I treated poorly anywhere? How did I act? I had the spirit. And so I act with what? Long-suffering. Folk, I tell you what, it is so contagious if we act with the spirit, fruit of the Spirit uh, uh, with long-suffering, people's lives can change. And I believe this was a part of that early church movement. I really believe this is why th th this movement changed so many lives during the early church period. Because people were acting like this without anger, and they were acting with long-suffering. I like what Ellen White said. She said, in terms of long-suffering, if you are long-suffering, you will not impart to others your supposed knowledge of your brother's mistakes and errors. You will seek to help and save him because he has been what? Purchased with the blood of Christ. So someone hurt you. Someone has been gossiping or falsehood about you. Don't do the same. Jesus is saying, act with long suffering. Therefore, we need the spirit. God is good, my friends. The more I read this kind of stuff, in the Bible, 
is the more I see the need for the Spirit of God. I want to be a husband that treats my wife with long-suffering, that treat my boys with long-suffering, that treat all my parishioners with long-suffering. The way you might treat me poorly, I don't want to treat you the same. Amen? And the only thing that can make that happen is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I need the Holy Spirit. It comes from him. Anybody needs long-suffering today? Anybody? You know, the Bible says it's not only an attribute of God, but also we were commanded to be like this. We were what? Commanded to be like this. In fact, let's continue the, the, the thought, 2 Timothy 4, verse 2. It says, preach the word. Be instant in season, 2 Timothy 2, 4, verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke. All right? Those are some tough words. But then it said, how should you do it? With all long-suffering. Are you hearing that? So in other words, when you, when you need to correct someone, that is fine. But how you do it makes a big difference. If you seek to confront someone and treat them poorly with anger and wanting a change from them, that's the best way not to get a change. That will not happen, right? So therefore, the only person who can help you to do it correctly is the Holy Spirit. There are many relationships that have gone south. Many relationships, even in the church, that have been permanently, permanently destroyed. All because no action of long-suffering towards the other. Long-suffering means you bear, you bear all the wrong. You bear all the negative impact. And you respond in a manner that is different from what you receive. And you're willing to forgive. You're willing to take a journey with the person, even though they treat you poorly. Long-suffering is what is needed. And God can provide it. And we should act it out every single day. If you want to make changes in your world with the people around you, ask God to give you a long-suffering heart. Ask him to bless you with the fruit of the Spirit. Hebrews 6 verse 12, that he be not slothful, but followers. If you're a follower, what are you doing? You're acting out the life of someone else, correct? Yes. Well, followers of them who, who through faith and long-suffering. Faith and what? You see, long-suffering is, is, is very close to 
being patient. But what I've noticed in studying the, the fruit of the Spirit, they are so close to each other, but they're different words. So there's some difference. So I can't say long-suffering is completely patience. Are you with me? There's a difference with it. And the difference is we're willing to endure all manner of negative actions in order to win others. Paul said, sorry, James 5 verse 10, Take, my brethren, the prophets, who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and long-suffering. He's saying, look at the, the prophets of old. Think of some of the prophets. Give me a prophet. Tell me a prophet. Moses. Samuel. Right? Elijah. And some of the prophets were even stoned and killed. Right? They were doing what God had shared with them to share with the people. I think of Jeremiah and how long-suffering Jeremiah was. How Jeremiah for years wept before the Lord on behalf of the people. How he interceded before God and asked God to change these people's hearts. And the very same people planned to what? To kill him. But did Jeremiah stop praying for them? No, he did not. Jeremiah realized that, listen, God is a long-suffering person, and he has blessed me with this fruit, and now I want to exercise, this, exercise it on behalf of the people. Long-suffering folk is something of the, that, 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 that is of God. It's certainly not of the flesh. Certainly not of the flesh, but we're commanded to act like that. Finally, long-suffering is for our salvation. Let's look at some other text. <clears throat> some of these, when I read them, I, I, I had to actually stop. Because most of the times, my experience with long-suffering, I, I think of just patience. In other words, just waiting. But long-suffering is deeper than that. Look at what Peter is saying, 2 Peter 3, verse 15. An account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. That's what the Bible says. The long-suffering of our Lord is what? This is what he used to save. So in other words, by God being long-suffering, this is why we have the, 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 the gift of salvation. Because if he was not, we'll be zapped a long time ago. Hallelujah. That he doesn't act like that. But because he sees us in our sinfulness and he still works with us, 
Hallelujah. And he will never stop working with us until we're standing on the sea of glass with him. Long suffering has, it's a pursuit. It's not something that the Lord just, just, just provides us with, but he provides us with it for, to secure our salvation, but also to save others. He says, the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Romans 9, verse 22. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? In other words, look at God, holy, majestic. Hates sin. He hates murder. He hates immorality. But yet still this God chose to live with it until he is able to remove it. He lives with it until he is able to save me. Amen? God chose to bear with sin. So that he might save sinners. It's, it's, it's such a powerful thing. And he's saying this is how we should be to others. We don't cut them off. We don't stop calling them. We don't speak angry to them. But you know what we do? We keep calling them. We keep encouraging them. We keep maintaining a relationship with them. Because one day... One day, you don't know, I don't know how God can use that relationship to change them. You cut it off, might end up cutting off ourselves. Long suffering is very powerful. I like this last, this last word here. 1 Peter 3 and verse 20. 1 Peter 3 and verse 20. Which sometime were disobedient. When once the long suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was preparing within a few. We're in a few. That is, eight souls were saved by water. This was one of the most evil periods described in the Bible on our planet. There was so much immorality, so much crime, selfishness, that when God looked upon what was happening, God, was, God said, what? I wish I didn't make man. The way it was, it, was, it was so bad how the enemy came in and corrupted the people. But even 
in that state, God didn't cut them off, amen? God gave them some time. He bore with them. He gave them 120 years. Built an ark for them for each day to see it, to know that yes, Jehovah God lives and is still reigning and is in control. And they would see the ark every single day going up. And they'll know that this is God's mission. And yet still, they chose to do all their evils anyway in the sight of God. But God used that to save some. Hallelujah. He did. I mean, many rejected it. But I come to the point right now where long-suffering does not mean forever. Yes, he, used, he, he wants to save mankind. That's his goal. And so he fills us with long-suffering. He himself is long-suffering. He gives us time so that he can continue to work with us to change us. But if nothing happens, it doesn't mean that, hey, listen, this thing is going to go on forever. No. There will come a time when long will end. Are you with me? Yeah. And none of us know that time when long will end. Long can end today. In fact, on that day, when, when the rain starts to fall, can you see them? Huh? Wondering if, if this thing is true. But then when it starts to rain heavy and the water starts to rise and they run to the ark, guess what they saw? A closed door. And no matter how hard they screamed and cried and begged for the door to open, the door was shut. What God is saying to, 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 to his people today is, hey, listen, folk, I, 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 I'm going to be there to do anything and everything to save you. Hoping that you would somehow uh, uh, reach out and receive the, the, my Holy Spirit. Who will bless you with the long suffering that you so much desire. I will do everything possible, but at the same time, I cannot continue forever with sin. Are you with me? I have to put an end to it. God wants us all to cultivate long-suffering while we have time. And we do this simply. I say simply, but really it's, it's, it does take diligence. But we have talked about it. We cultivate long-suffering by first receiving the Holy Spirit. If you're here today and you have never said, Holy Spirit, come into my heart. Come into my life. 
make the changes that you see and help me to be what you want me to be. If you have never received the Holy Spirit, you have never asked for the Holy Spirit, there's no way you can act. There's no way for him to act through your life. Absolutely no way. And it might sound like foolishness to many, Paul said. That's how it sounds to people, like foolishness. But he said, it's foolishness to you. But to me, who was so selfish, to me, Paul says, who was living a life that I thought I was so self-righteous, to me, Paul said, it is the raw power of God. I can see it because I can see what he has done through my life. Are you with me? Paul is saying, and so folk receive the Holy Spirit and he'll help you. Pray for those who hurt you and cause you pain. Do you think he can do that? In our flesh, that person is done. But with the Spirit of God, that person is a child of God. Amen? And so if there's anyone in our lives that we have pushed away, because of something they have done to you or may be doing to you right now. Pray for that person. And ask the Lord. Ask the Lord. For long suffering. While he was on the cross, and they were spitting at him and piercing him and saying all kinds of things that is so disrespectful to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ looked at all that they were doing and saying, and he had the power that he could call 12 legions to wipe them out. But what did our King of Kings and Lord of Lords say? He said, Father, please forgive them. Forgive them, Father. Because they know not what they do. I'm going to invite you just to stand with me. Because I don't know who is standing today. Might need to say to Jesus, Jesus, I'm incapable of acting with long suffering. 
I'm just incapable of acting without anger to those who have treated me with anger. And I have them in my life. Would you help me? And I don't know if there's someone here who would like to say, Pastor, I would like you to pray for me. Because I need this long suffering. I'm going to invite you just to raise your hand wherever you are. You want to say, Jesus, I'm incapable of acting like this. Praise God. If you're here today, you've never given your heart to Jesus. You have not been baptized, but you want to start that journey. I'm going to invite you, friends, right there in the pew, or you can talk to me. Right there in the pew is a card. You can fill it out. You can hand it to me. Or you can just come to me and talk to me. I'd be happy to make sure that we study with you and pray with you and plan with you for your, your baptism. Let's bow your heads. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Sure enough, we need you. We are so incapable. of living the life that brings glory and honor to your name. We are selfish. We act so quickly with anger at times. We recognize that we're just sinners and we need you more than ever. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we reach out to you for the blessings of forgiveness. Forgive us, Father, for the way we have dishonored you in the way we have dishonored others. I pray, Father, that you, you saw the hands, you know the hearts, that today would be a change. Because as you forgive us, Father, we, we now ask you to come into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And bless us with this fruit of long-suffering. And as we go through our day, from day to day, Father, I just pray that you will take full control. And you will do in our lives that which we cannot do. So that you and your kingdom will be blessed. So that people will, will receive something 
that will cause them to want to know who is this God that is working in this life. May Jesus be uplifted. May his name be praised. And we thank you today. In Jesus' name. Let the church of the living God say, Amen and Amen.